This story blows my mind. This is, uh, it's ingenious and at the same time terrifying. I, I, I understand the reasoning behind it, but I don't understand the people who would want to do it. Not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying for me personally and my sensibilities, this sounds potentially like hell on earth. So let's get an explainer on exactly what we're talking about. We're going to speak with Leslie Gaynor, realtor and co-founder of Hussmates. Leslie, did I say that right? Hussmates? Hussmates, you did. Gotcha. Okay. Appreciate you being here. Thanks so much. You are so welcome. You sure give me a challenge to start a conversation <laughs> with. I know, right? I know. How on earth? Set me straight. Set me straight. Cause I, I will. Explain to me what we're talking about. I mean, it's been described, at least there's an article in McLean's is where we're basing this on, that says basically yeah. it's Tinder for people who want to buy a house. Explain to me what Hussmates is. Yeah, it, it is really a bit of tongue-in-cheek. We don't really expect people to swipe left and then go buy a house together. But what it is, it's a conversation starter. We have people who can no longer afford to get into the market on any level. We are helping people figure out ways to be creative, get into the market, combine and leverage their resources, and possibly buy something that are separate units in a dwelling that is not a condominium. So just like many rental properties in the city of Toronto, where you have someone downstairs, someone upstairs, and someone in the basement, they, they live happily there, they pay their rent to a landlord, just shift that focus for a minute and imagine that instead of paying a landlord, you're paying yourself and building some wealth. You're not sharing the kitchen. I mean, you could if you wanted to, if you wanted to have that kind of relationship in your house, but we don't. That's not what we're doing. So we try and reduce the hell on earth to at least a, a mild okay. temperature. I hear what you're saying, but I mean, it's still what it comes down to is using, and you know what? It, it kind of makes sense. Like I say, it's genius in a way. It, it, it's, I mean, <laughs> you. if you wanted to consider it like finding a roommate, you put an ad in the classifieds, right? And you're sharing a yeah. space with them. So this is just the 21st century version of that kind of sort of. Condominium, right? You pay for common expenses. You, you know, you manage your common areas as a group. I mean, you have a board of directors that directs it and makes sure that it's done well. But you live in a building with people you have no idea who they are, what they do until they, you know, keep you up late at night with their party and then you're, you know, banging on their door. So in co-ownership, what we try and help people do is figure out the best way to do it. Have legal agreements, have contracts. You know, if most marriages went into buying property together with what we do with our groups, the divorce would be way easier. <laughs> um, explain to me what the profile looks like when you go onto the app and you're looking for prospective, um, you know, co-owners or share space yeah, sharers. Sure, what, what do you sure. put into your profile? You know, it's about who and how would you want your house to be and look and feel. Right. It's not about, you know, what you look like, obviously, or, you know, it, but it, it is about interest. Like, for example, you know, we've had groups come together where there's been real interest in sharing childcare because childcare is so expensive in the city of Toronto and people aren't able to afford it. And now you've created a community where it's like you've got maybe three units and you've got a parent who could do Monday a parent who could do Tuesday, a parent who could do Wednesday, and then they could share Fridays or rotate Fridays and rotate. Like, we've got to get creative. I think we're starting to see, as a result partly of the pandemic, 
that we can't rely necessarily on outside services for everything. At least in my experience, they're starting to be few and far between, and I think they're going to get even more so as we watch where our spending goes another conversation maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i do think that we need to start becoming a bit more reliant on our communities as opposed to our social services when you're talking about units so are, is it like you know if you want to buy a detached home if not why wouldn't you just buy like a, a condo or something so if you want to buy a home is it sort of one where perhaps the basement's been turned into a suite or, or something like that where you're basically talking about two separate living areas Oh, we're talking definitely separate living areas. So in the, in, in, in a large, uh, you know, city like Toronto, many homes have been divided, right? Yeah. These beautiful Victorians are now three or four units. So we're talking about individual units and people buying. If you get the basement, your cost is different. Just like in a condo, if you buy the 499 square foot one facing the highway, it costs you less than the one mm, on the sure. 19th floor facing the lake. Um, very similar. And what we're discovering is, is that the price per square foot to purchase in relationship to the price per square foot in a condominium and the purchase, the acquisition costs are actually better when you're acquiring property that's not a condo. So, you know, I think that actually we're going to see a real big uptake on this because of economics, never mind just the social benefit, but the economics of it. What about the legalities of it? What kind of, I mean, you're getting into a pretty massive investment. Uh, I, I mean, you just talked to somebody who's had a divorce with a house involved and the mess that can be. What? How do you help yeah. prospective buyers with that? Sure. That's such a good question. You know, it's so easy to get into relationships, huh? We all oh, do yeah. it pretty much like, hey, I'm so excited. Look at me. I'm in a new relationship. And when it goes south, it can go south bad. <laughs> and so one of the things that we do with people is we actually don't prioritize the buying of the big asset. We prioritize the getting ready to buy the big asset. And like I said earlier, if people did this in their relationships, and had agreements about things, separation and divorce would be a whole lot yeah. easier. So you've got right? this all laid out before you even get into it, how it's going to work, what the eventualities are? Yes, I would be doing I would be doing people a disservice if I was out there helping people buy the largest purchase in their entire life and then walking away and going figure it out when you can't, you know, make a decision on something or when somebody needs to exit. Because it's complicated right now with mm-hmm. the way our mortgages are structured, uh the way the family law works and can pierce the veil of home ownership. Like there are a lot of things that have to be thought about. So the 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 housemates the it's just bringing people together. And saying to people, hey, have you ever thought that you could bring your resources to this pool as opposed to taking your resources to that pool and buying a 499 square foot, you know, box in the sky where you don't have community, where your maintenance fees may go up because of poor management? Like, you know, you might have an Airbnb party house beside you. Like who? You don't have as much control. And we're a really weird society where we like live beside people. We hardly know our neighbors. True. But if you're you know, sharing the space, I'm wondering, like with my house, if I decide, you know what, I'm going to go spend a year in Africa and I'm going to rent mine out on an Airbnb basis and, you know, yeah. my, my neighbors don't like it too bad. It's my house. But if it's, yeah. 
in this kind of a situation, I mean, are the rules kind of like, hey, listen, if you're going to suddenly two years down the road start rehearsing your band in the garage till three in the morning every day, or you're going to rent it out on weekends to grad, I mean, are those kind of rules put in place? Yes, because, of course, you want to have a good, happy home. Yeah. You don't want to create disruptions. Just like people who rent now have their sound bylaws. You can't practice till 3 a.m. Okay. in the morning. Like, what I'm trying to say is that, of course, there's there's always going to be the potential for the, you know, we brought someone in and they turned out to be, yeah, you know, yeah. a punk rock star who, you know, wanted to play their bass, whatever, of course. And and I think the most important the most important pieces is that it's not for everybody. You know, I have people in my life who are like, Leslie, I wouldn't want to co own with anybody ever and I'm like, Fair enough. Yeah. I wouldn't want to buy a condo and live on the nineteenth floor right. and not have outdoor space. Like, people have to be able to this is not universal. But what it is, is it does provide multi generational families are a really good example. Right? Uh, we've got an aging population. We don't have a lot of services available for our, my parents, your parents. I don't know whose parents, but, and, and we can make, they have a large asset. They, you know, in my age, I'm 60, so I bought a property and my kids will benefit from that. They'll never be able to buy, but could my asset turn into a multi-united property where, you know, we share the backyard, for example. Um, and as I age, they'll do the shoveling and maybe help me with my groceries, sure. but they don't have to live with me. I lived with them long enough. You know, <laughs> I did their dishes. I don't want to do that again, but I don't necessarily think that we have to live with each right. other. Yeah. We can live close by and be supportive. Um, how popular has it proven to be? How long has it been up and running and what kind of response have you gotten? Yeah. Well, since 2019, okay. we launched Toughmates and we've got about 450 people on the, oh, wow. yeah. Um, and it's, you know, again, I want to make sure I'm really clear about this. It's not like we expect people to just go on a profile and go, oh my God, I'm going to buy a house with this person. There's a lot of work that goes into helping people, like I said, make that decision, work towards wanting to do it well and finding the right people to do it with. So we provide not just the swipe left, swipe right service, mm -hmm. but we mm -hmm. also bring people and say, okay, Here's what you need to understand about going into home ownership in a co-ownership model. Here's the kinds of commitments you're making to other people. And some people fall off. They're like, oh, my God, I had no idea. Not, not interested. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's fine. And that's, and that's what we have to do to be a responsible business. Um, and my partner, uh, Parmel Gosai, and I have done probably about $60 million worth of real estate transactions in co-ownership. Amazing. So it's something people want to do, but we've got to help them do it well. Well, Leslie, you've done it. I mean, I, I, it's still not my cup of tea, but I no longer think of it as a version yeah. of hell. How about that? Thank you. I'm so <laughs> glad that I got you to believe that. So I've got you somewhere in purgatory now. Exactly. That's where All I am. Right. <laughs> Leslie, thank you so much. I love it. appreciate your time. Uh, my pleasure. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.